There's really only ever one question that gets asked regarding training camp, and I'm talking about in this direction, and that's how does fill-in-the-blank look? Well, the only guy who really, really, really matters looks pretty good. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. Day one of training camp out in Latrobe, meaning a full practice, full everything except pads, was completed yesterday. I was out there covering it, and I'm not going to lie to you, okay? There were some things that I saw that were impressive enough that my first thought was, I got to watch it with this. I got to watch how it is that I describe this because there's a couple of thousand people that are out there watching it for themselves. There's obviously other reporters, media outlets, TV cameras, and so forth. But for the most part, people don't get to see these activities. And the Steelers are so rigid, even though they let you shoot some video, meaning media, as the practice is going along, it's always in what they refer to as singles, meaning they're, they're just doing stuff that's not at a team level. So the good stuff, the 11 on 11, is, yeah. So I take seriously the responsibility of sharing whatever it is that I have or whoever would trust me to be sharing it with them in a responsible way. And your quarterback was really good. Okay, your quarterback looks a little bit different. And if you're wondering why I can tell you that now, and I didn't say that through OTAs and minicamp, there are a couple of reasons for that. One, OTAs and minicamp are conducted on the south side. Therefore, we are not permitted by our agreement to share the information or details. We can share quotes. People say, hey, Kenny looks great. Okay, well, I'm here telling you right now, Kenny looks great. But he actually looked greater yesterday than he did over the rest of the summer. And I kind of like that. You know, I kind of like the fact that his second pass, was it second? It was his third. His third pass was thrown so hard to poor Allen Robinson, only about 10 yards away and a little bit high, too, that he overshot and went right through a very short-handed wide receiver's hands. Just Robinson just couldn't clamp on it. You've seen Ben Roethlisberger do that at times too. He'll just overfire it. And I was thinking to myself, the moment he threw the ball, even before it got to Robinson, he's he's trying a little too hard here. He's he's really really pushing it. And I thought he's going to ease up. He's going to start throwing more of those. Uh, how, what did Calvin Austin? call those things in mini camp. Yeah, he said, he said he throws a catchable ball. The best thing that you can say about Kenny is that he throws a catchable ball. Well, that almost sounds like you're assessing him a handicap, doesn't it? Like he doesn't throw it very hard, but it's a catchable ball, you know? It's a palatable soup. You know? <laughs> well, Kenny's, Kenny's more than palatable, and Kenny does not have an arm that needs excuses. He has an arm. I don't know where this concept, maybe it was the little hands thing during the draft time. 
that had everybody thinking that he couldn't throw a football. He can throw a football. It's not always been particularly laser-like, but that's generally been voluntary. I feel like, especially watching him yesterday, that he wants to knock that out of his system. Because as this practice went along, he fired one between the eight and the eight on Patrick Fryermuth's chest. I mean, fired it like he might as well have left an indentation there. He fired one that much harder to Connor Hayward, and that was on a rollout throwing back against his body, meaning he rolled out to the right and had to throw back a little bit anyway to the left. It was more straight ahead. He fired, and I mean fired, a pass of about 17 to 20 yards down the left sideline to Deontay Johnson, who came back, uh, made a leaping grab, and then slid after that to to stay in bounds. Really, really nice effort by 18. But the pass that Kenny made was not one that he was making in that same situation last year, which isn't to say he wouldn't have completed it. It's just that it would have been one of those, you know, one of those wobblers. Come on, try to picture it with me from the regular season when he would just just lay one up for about 15, 20 yards, and it would go up, and it would feel kind of sickly, and you'd feel kind of sickly, too, wondering what was going to happen to it. And then it would come down somewhere, and you'd be like, uh, okay, I guess we can live with that. Apparently, he can't. Because that throw to Deontay was in the same mold as what he'd thrown to Fryermuth and Hayward, only in a very different situation. A good bit further down the field and the first one down the left side. Now, is this real? Oh, I have a hard time believing that it isn't. I mean, we've seen now an entire summer of him. We've now seen a day in training camp, 11 on 11. And we've seen, for those of you who really nerd out on this stuff, all those Instagram videos that his personal and private throwing coach is always putting up. And you're seeing some real passes. You're seeing passes that remind you of some of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. Kenny's been asked about his throwing. Kenny's been asked if there's anything that he's worked on. And the only response that he's given, just in case you're wondering if this was all by design or intentional, is that he's gotten overall physically stronger. And you can see that. You can see that. He was signing autographs on his way down the hill uh, wearing these cutoff sleeves or whatever. You can see he's got bigger arms this year. So it stands to reason that, you know, duh, he's going to be stronger. But it's also obvious, I think, that he's throwing the ball harder, tighter, and with more purpose. He's seeing something, and he's blasting it in there as opposed to putting it up and hoping that the receiver finds it somewhere which he did a lot last year and he did a ton while he was at Pitt we're not going to know any of this whether or not it counts whether it resonates for a while but for day one yeah I'll take that when we come back J1Q 
Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George. LGKG is a personal injury law firm in Western Pennsylvania that represents people hurt in car accidents or who need help with workers' comp or medical malpractice. When the attorneys at LGKG make you a promise, they keep it. They've been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. LGKG's been AV rated, the highest rating a law firm can receive, and they've been designated super lawyers. That's actually a thing for over 15 years. It's a rare combination. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. Learn more about them by visiting lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. LGKG. Today's J1Q comes from Jerry, who says, Great show, DK. Looking to Deontay Johnson. We always hear about him always being open. There's another thing that I've always wondered about, and that is, is he open in the right place to get more yards after the catch? I'm going to take you back to this catch that I described in the opening segment which I'll repeat, was a very, very good one. A lot of athleticism. A, he got open, like really open. B, Kenny put the ball up in a way that it wasn't going to have a ton of arc. It was going to bullet to him. And he was going to have to also go up and get it. Kenny would have to have some trust that Deontay could do that. Kenny would have to have some awareness that Deontay would want to do that in that situation. So full stop right there. That's one of the countless benefits of Kenny being in his first full year as the number one guy and all of the reps that Kenny and Deontay have had together. That's where the communication comes in. That's where working with the offensive coordinator comes in. All right, back to where I was. So Deontay goes up, gets this ball, comes down, and because of the way he was running toward that left sideline, he knew he had to come down in a way that he was going to decisively stay in bounds. So he did that in kind of a partial fall slash slide, and he was shaken up. For a bit, he was flexing his right knee a little bit, got some attention from the athletic trainer, continued practicing. By all accounts, absolutely nothing wrong with him. Just throwing that in parenthetically. But it was a really, really good catch. And it was a really, really good catch regardless of whether he was going to get yards afterward. Now, can you design plays where his ability to get open can afford him more opportunities for more yak. Yes. Yes, of course you can. Those generally involve running laterally across the middle, which is a great way to get someone killed. But it can be done. I would almost rather, at this stage of where this offense is, but also individually at this stage of where Deontay is in his career, I'd almost rather see him just build from his strengths and leave it at that. Build a foundation that doesn't have everybody, me included, 
questioning whether or not you're a legit number one, questioning whether or not you're being misused, underused, whatever the case. This catch, this route, this finish was something that only one receiver on this roster could do. I'm not saying that as a slight to anybody, least of all George Pickens. This just isn't the George kind of play. This was a Deontay play. Let him do that. Let him do seven or eight of those in a game. I don't mean that exact route, but that type of thing, things that are his strengths. If you want diversity, if you want to mix it up, you've got other receivers for that. Kenny was able to do a lot of that in this session, and it's it's by script, of course. They want to make sure their receivers are all getting involved, so you're not going to be just feeding one guy to try to get down the field the first day in Latrobe. But he did spread it around, and the guys to whom he spread it were doing different things based on their strengths. Now, the one big asterisk that you have to throw into this, because we are talking about Deontay, is even on those catches, and this was one of them, where you turn to face the quarterback. He was facing by the time he went up for it anyway. Just don't, you know, don't run in that direction. Remember that the end zone's the other way. Or remember that if you get tackled for a loss, you could take a nice first down gain and turn it into fourth and one. There's no point to it. There's no benefit to it. You're not Antonio Brown. You're not going to turn those long, looping curls into something electric the way A.B. would. You're not him. Do the thing that you do well. Get open. Do the next thing well. Catch it. Hold on to it. Don't drop it. And after that, either just go down or run forward until you run into somebody. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody who listens to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll be back with another one on Monday. 